Welcome to the LV Magazine podcast. I'm Felicia Johnson, editor-in-chief of LV Magazine and co-host of LV Magazine podcast alongside Lester Green. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lester Green, a.k.a. The Connector, and I'm co-host of the LV Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson. I'm an actor, producer, screenwriter, rapper, author, and host. My specialty is connecting people, and that's why they call me The Connector. And I'm excited to be here. I cannot wait for you to meet our guests. Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I, was asked, I was terrible. I was. I wasn't asked if I wanted to be recorded. That, that's, 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 that's not in my contract. Did y'all read my writer? <laughs> oh, Idris Pearson, welcome to the LV Magazine podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be welcomed. Thank you, guys, for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. So Idris Pearson is one of the good guys. I like Idris. Very laid back, very chill, very likable, just a genuine guy. Have you always been that way, Idris? The the popular answer would be yes. (laughs) (laughs) The honest answer is no. Um, I think it's one of those, you know, of course, Everybody has their past. Everybody has their younger mentality. When I was younger, I had actually had a very bad temper. Um, I would get in a lot of fights when I was younger. So I've learned how to control that um, over the years, actually. Probably around about the age of 21, 22-ish. Kind of learned how to control it. Um, and just kind of not really bottle things in, but just kind of laugh things off and just go on with, just go on with life because, you know, life is not promised tomorrow. So that was one thing that I just I learned to kind of deal with early on. Hmm. So I know in your past life, you were a rapper, a hip hopster. And yeah. now you're this filmmaker and director and screenwriter. And I'm just curious, was that transition natural for you because i'm noticing a lot of rappers are crossing over what was your transition like i wouldn't say it was easy because honestly um it was one of those things like ll was one of my growing up ll was one of one of my favorite artists um so i wanted to model after what he did so i was like i kind of had this goal in mind where i was going to be a superstar rapper then you know have a sitcom do movies and those things but it never honestly it, it didn't go that way um what happened was a few well going on nine years well nine years ago now a friend of mine was like i want to do a movie and i was like okay well let's write one so i wrote it and, and it kind of kind of fell into my lap and i began to actually like it um never thought that it would over overshine music because Music was my first love, my first passion, um, but it actually did that, and it did that maybe especially like the last four years, I would say for sure. Um, it was easier for me to write a script than to write a, a three-verse song. Mm. Screenwriting, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the art. 
right? There's an art to it. It's not just something that you can just pick up right away. What was your process like? How were you able to develop that skill? Um, one, like the first time I wrote it, of course, I, there was no structure to, um, structure to it. You know, I thought you just put somebody in, put the name of the character on the side of the paper and put <laughs> colons and write out what they're going to say. Didn't have any action. There, it was more, actually the first, my first film was more so improv. It was like the script was there, but it wasn't, we, there wasn't any time. I don't think we would buy the script in the very first one. Um, my second time around, um, I actually got to, got in, got with people that knew what they were doing, doing. And they told me, hey, okay, well, in order for you to do this right, you have to first format your script correctly. It can't look like that. So learn how to, you know, did my research, learn how to format it. Um, and like the last couple of years, I've actually been reading um, books on, on creating characters, writing dialogue. And also, I'm also in the master class with um, Javon Johnson from the Oval, where he teaches, teaches writing or teaches storytelling. Um, and that's where the last two years, I, I believe I've evolved in more than not just a writer, an actual storyteller, a storyteller and screenplay. Mm. What's the difference between a writer and a storyteller? Um, a writer, as a writer, we're just, we just like to just get everything out, um, it, ha it has maybe has the, the characters, you know, what they want to say, a few a few actions here, but a storyteller actually, you actually get give su get substance of your characters, of who who the character is, what's their backstory, how, why why this character feels this way in this instance, why in this action they're looking at this person this way, or or why they're confused. You you're able to pick up on those things, so. As a consumer, you when when you watch it, you see all those things, and it, it makes sense. It feels natural. Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing like screenplays, you're in addition to like bringing out that character. The biggest difference is you have to like really detail the scene as well, which you really don't have to do that. Like if you're just storytelling, like it, like for example, if you're writing a book, um, mm -hmm. you don't really have to describe like the scene. <laughs> in like extreme detail because the script is what really needs the details for everybody that's trying to recreate that vision that you have. Right. So, 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 and this is where I had to learn how to switch modes, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a writer and, and, a, and a screen, as a screenplay writer, I'm able to just say, this is what, this is what's happening in this action. Here's what this person's going to say here. What's this person going to say? So, I have to turn that off when I'm in, in, in on, when I'm directing, because mm -hmm. as a director, as as the director, now I have to actually visualize and communicate with the actors who are playing these characters why they're doing these things. Because exactly. a lot of times, a lot of times we don't have the writers on on set. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for me, I've, I've had I, I either it's either I'm writing or the person that I'm I'm the client that I'm working with was the writer, so I'm able to kind of bend able to have that situation but a lot of times we don't have the writer on set and when we don't have the writer on set it's most it's a lot on the director to be able to to actually understand what the writer was trying to say or what the writer was saying and be able to communicate that through the actor yeah so if 
without so like over directing because you're, you're over directing right exactly you're trying to get the actor to embody that character but also kind of give them the push of like this is where it's going can you like follow that path once i lead you mm-hmm. to that area right yeah I, you I, want I, the actor to feel like he's mm-hmm. bringing something to the table right Exactly, and that and that as a director, that's one thing. Like I, I even with directing, I've read books on directing, um, read books on how to communicate, how to work with actors. I had I listened to books because I I, 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 <laughs> I I do the same thing. Right? I like washing dishes, folding laundry. I have I have an Audible uh, subscription. I have so mm-hmm. many Audible books. <laughs> and, and, and man, I I have to listen to because I what's funny is I'm not I don't I'm not a, I don't really care for reading. I love reading scripts. Same mm-hmm. here. I love Same reading here. scripts. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I, I I'll read a script, but you try to get yeah. me to read a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. And and, and it's <laughs> hard like for like it's hard for me now because I have a client out of DC that that wrote a book and I had to write a short off the off the first few chapters of the book. So I had to force myself to read the book. And then mm-hmm. when I forced myself to read the book, I okay, now I gotta understand it. Okay, let's now it's time to find the fun part. But another thing, even with that, with the going into the writing, as as a lot of screenplay writers, and um, and this is what I've learned, we have to structure of, of what's going have to structure what's going to happen. There there are steps to, especially in the Hollywood atmosphere, there are steps where we have to follow. What well, we we don't have to follow, but you know, you want to know the guidelines. Yeah. Uh, and to so that we can tell the story and and it's when in shorts know where to cut it off at um mm-hmm. and i didn't know that four or five years ago that i've learned that in the last two three years so um that's that's one thing as well and another thing on the director side with acting what i like to do is i like to collaborate with my actors mm-hmm. because acting is an art form that a lot of people don't really understand a lot of people say I, I can do that or I want to do that, but there are so many so it's so meticulous as an actor as for actors because not only do you have to embody this character, become to the become this person, you have to you have ideas, the director has ideas. So now we have to collaborate. Because if 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 you want to want to, the actor wanted their way, they're gonna do it their way, but the director wants their way, you're gonna do it their way. So this is what we do, this is how we collaborate. Let's try it your way. Let's try it my way. Whichever, whichever one is the best way, we we'll go with that. Because at the end of the day, we, I want the best for who's ever watching to say that looks natural. That 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 looks real, you mm-hmm. know. So that's that's where that's that's what I like to do with actors that I that I work with and and what I will continue doing in the future. Because one thing that a lot of directors get slack for is the actors not having trust for them. Mm. That's one. That's one thing that I try to make sure that me and the actors have, have a chemistry and that they trust me as as much as I trust them. Okay. So true. Yeah. When I worked with you on the set of Sidelines, mm-hmm. and you were directing that project, I remember we were talking about a specific scene. I don't know if you remember this, but you gave me a suggestion, more like a note. You said, "Yeah, Lester." That was cool. Try it this way. Maybe you can do it this way and it'll get a different reaction. So I said, okay, cool. I was open to it. I received it, mm-hmm. tried it, and it felt better. 
And as an actor, mm-hmm. it's all about how you feel. You want to make sure that you feel the right way when you're saying certain things or when you're doing certain things. And I said, wow, that was very smart of Idris to give me that suggestion. Again, I was open to it and I received it. Some actors aren't like that, but I was so grateful that you gave me that suggestion that you weren't afraid to just be honest and say, yeah, Lester, try this. I'm not sure if that other thing is working. This might work better. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you for just being like that and being an actor's director, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I've got that a lot. And it's funny because I remember—I I, I don't remember that instance Mm-hmm. But I do remember there was an instance when we were working on to serve and protect and there mm-hmm. was a line that you wanted to change, but I didn't let you change it because of the fact that it was this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a process that we have to understand uh, on both sides. Right. As a director, I have to understand that you have your ideas as an actor. You have to, you have to understand that I have my ideas. And it goes back to what I was saying. We have to be able to find that that median, that balance point to say, well, okay, I like your idea. Oh, I don't like your idea. I'm gonna do it. Well, I don't like your idea, but I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the the I'm gonna give you one hundred percent in your idea. And then I turn around and say, Okay, so let's what was your idea? Okay. Okay, let's try your idea. Because at the end of the day, what's gonna matter is what's on that editor's floor. Because what a lot of a lot of times the audience and that's why I love to like when people from the outside, like some extras come in that's never been in a, on a movie set before, and they see the actual behind the scenes of it. Yeah, so I, I love when they see that process, right? Yeah. Because it gives them an idea what this like. It's not just written, shot, and it's on the screen. It's written. <laughs> <laughs> it it goes through the whole pre production process goes through the whole the, the filming process and then the post-production process a lot of things that we shoot makes doesn't it's, it stays on the on the editing floor and it doesn't yeah. it never gets seen so true because sometimes we look at trailers right and we see we see the the magnificence of a trailer right a mm-hmm. lot of times what's in that trailer is not in a movie it's on the editing yeah. floor the editor just seen that part from that from that from the the so, so many hours of footage they had and it was like this fits for the trailer uh-huh. Right, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in the movie. Right. I think Cloverfield was like, like a big part of that because I, at one point they put something in the trailer that wasn't in the movie and everybody was looking for that one scene that was in the trailer <laughs> of Cloverfield and everybody was like, that didn't even happen. It was like with the Statue of Liberty and I think in the movie they did have her head come across the the ground and like smash into like the streetway but I feel like there was something else in the trailer dealing with her that wasn't in the movie but I definitely remember Cloverfield a lot of people was upset it was like that's not in the movie but sometimes like that it fits better for the trailer but at the same time when you're cutting the movie it's not going to like fit into the scenes there was other scenes that didn't work out you have to cut it out yes maybe it was either the beginning or the ending part of whatever they showed in the trailer it didn't make sense to even include that clip. So that happened. So true. I saw this clip on Facebook or Instagram where Denzel Washington was acting alongside Russell Crowe, an American gangster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen this, but it shows this video playing the script as the actors are acting. And so I'm watching the video of the script scrolling down and I'm listening to the actors act what 
it's supposed to be on the script and it doesn't match word for word. It's amazing how what people actually perform on set isn't necessarily on the page. And I just thought that was fascinating. I said, wow, you see the script and you think, oh, everything in this script is going be in the film this is what the actors are going to say but when you get on set one actor might say something else mm -hmm. and then you react off of it and something else comes out that's not on the script but it works mm -hmm. and so they keep it so it's very mm -hmm. interesting to see how the film all comes together i just thought that was fascinating yeah I, I, i've morphs. seen that before <laughs> you've seen yeah. it yeah, yeah it morphs it yeah it changes and morphs it's like a, it's yeah. a living breathing document <laughs> The script Absolutely. itself, yeah, it changes. It, it change. It, it literally does, and that and that's what's so amazing about allowing an actor to do their do their art, their art mm -hmm. form. Because mm -hmm. actors are in classes; they're perfecting their art form every day. Yeah, and when you when you see that when you see like I've and I've seen those that one of the I, I don't it wasn't the American Gangster one but it was something else that mm -hmm. I was seeing and the script was at the bottom and I was doing the same exact thing going back and forth reading and listening <laughs> and it was like okay he didn't he didn't literally say that but that's what happens mm -hmm. like when you know what's on when you're on set and you see that you you hear that he was like but that's what happens because sometimes like that one word may not fit and we've tried it two takes we've tried it. And it just doesn't sound right. Okay, mm -hmm. so and this is where a lot of times actors, I, I believe actors actors should challenge. I wouldn't say overstep their director. Pull the mm -hmm. director to the side and say, okay, I feel like if I say it this way, then mm -hmm. it may come out better. Yeah. And if you if you're the right if if you're like you said if you're a director that listens to your actor, you're going to say, well, the first two takes it didn't sound right. Let's try it your way. Mm, because mm -hmm. it didn't work right it didn't work right my way it's okay to be wrong because at yeah. the end of the day we're at the end of the day we're trying to give something give, give something great for people to view um and does that does does having does having it your way have to be the right way all the time and i don't for me it doesn't it's okay to be wrong in being yeah. wrong i've made i've made the best decisions in being wrong because it made something else be even better, be better than what it was. Yeah, mm. you don't have all the answers. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, I just, I know you're a director, of course. Mm -hmm. And as a director, you're the leader. So I want to ask you, what does this quote mean to you? In order to lead, you must first follow. Who did you follow in order to develop your skills as a director these are the, I, that quote is one of the i use it all the time mm -hmm. my for me um the first person that that, that helped me out um which was tangy Beatty. she's out she's a um stage play director here and writer here in columbia south carolina uh from wild production i got to give a shout out to her um Brandon Glover, Victoria Glover, they're no relation. They're this crazy. Um, <laughs> and for the last four years, I got it. Definitely got it. Like these two cats had like 
had opened my eyes in ways that I didn't see things. And that's Darren DeShazer and Marcus Haynes. But Marcus, we always we, he's known as Q. We talk, we call him Q all the time. Um, and recently, in the last year, I've actually been able to work um, with Javon, especially on writing and directing. But those guys, on I've I've been there's times where there have been times where I've turned down a director spot to allow uh, to allow somebody else that has more experience where I can just go on set and learn. Whoa, um, because. At the end of again, at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about what's what's best for me. It's what's best for the entire production. Mm. Right? And if if I come in there and have the 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 mindset of I'm the best director in the world, nobody can't tell me anything. I'm going to be stuck in a position where I don't get any more positions to direct. So, but for me to see. Darren and Q that's been doing it 15, 20 years. And for me to sit be, sit back and be a student mm. and watch and understand why they're why why they're shooting at this angle, why they're telling this actor to do this, why they why they why the sound why the, the boom mic needs to be above head three inches out over the over the talent. And then I got to work with Javon. I was a gaffer, but I was able to watch work under watch Javon Javon Johnson direct in Chicago, and watching him and listening to him how he how he talks to his actors how he how he comes up with these um, comes up with this situation and ask how the questions that he asks the the positions that he puts the actors in to to actually give get more out of I I sat back and watched these things and learned and then. Also taking actors work actor workshops to to understand actors. Um, but I those those are the guys that I follow that 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 I sit back and be a student of and understand the process and understand this craft and understand and become even become even more passionate about what I do. Um, and and I, I that is. The financial side of things is is great. Don't get me wrong, but being being able to be in in those settings and be a student is priceless. I could never pay for that because it is it's things that I've learned that that I've taken back to other sets and like okay, let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. Love why that. did you do this? What what do what do you think about this? Why do you why do you feel your character do this? These are things that I've learned, and and even even something recently. Um, that I was able to be AD on that I sat back and learned. And even even directors that are, aren't in that situation doesn't, are, you know, even new directors that I've been under doing other things maybe like sound or, or ADing and I'm looking at saying certain things well, not to do right or certain things that, that I've made as a rookie, rookie um, director that, you know, we're able to, I, I'm able to say, okay, I've made that mistake. And this is how we can fix it, you know. So just being able to be okay with taking the back seat and learning mm. from any from any situation, good or bad. Well said. So yeah. true. Now I know you're also a radio host, and I'm just curious as to how being a director and a screenwriter 
how do those skills help you do radio? Because that's another skill in itself. Yeah, it's that. That's that was, and that the radio situation. That was one of those things where a friend of mine asked me to jump do something, and a few years later it turned into something bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I hosted, and we're kind of on hiatus right now, but I ho- I hosted this um, this monthly show called Urban City Radio, the mixtape, uh, pretty much based around uh, Christian hip hop, and into doing interviews with you know artists and and and, and everything of that nature. But I had to, this, this is actually how, how I became a better director, honestly, because it, being radio, it gave me a voice of where I had to lead because as a host of a, of a, of any, of anything, TV show, radio show, podcast, any of those situations, you have to lead by example and everyone follows you. You have to know the right questions to ask. You have to know the research behind the person that you're interviewing is are the are the and then sometimes you may get an interviewee that's not a good interviewer and you got to know the right way to the right things to say to pull more out of that interviewer it's 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 so much it's such a huge dynamic in radio and it's like i what helped me it actually helped me be a better director because it helped me learn how to be more vocal and be confident in what i in what i was saying because a lot of times I went, I did my research on the interview, the person that I was interviewing, but I never, I never went out question. I never had questions written out. Mm-hmm. I, I freestyled the entire interview, but it's because I did my research on the, on the person that I was interviewing that I knew where I was going to go and how, what to, you know, and like certain, so like certain, like with, with especially music artists, they're getting, they get asked the same thing over and over again. Yep. So watch previous when you watch you, you have to go back and watch previous interviews or what they things that they were asked and yeah. you wonder well, like why why they weren't asked this why were why is this mm-hmm. what's being talked about three years ago why is that being talked about when you've done something the last six six months so those things like yep. understanding those things just it's just all about research and, and it's it's even with, with comparing it with being a radio host and directing it's all about your research I do my research on this the script because. In a script, you can't you can't love you can't have a favorite character because every character has to be your favorite character, which is a which is one thing that I love because it's like mm. I love the entire when you in love when you in, when you fall in love with the entire script, each character you you love with you you fall in love with even if yeah. it's an antagonist. Yeah, they all and mean something to you, right? And then being a radio host, you have I, I have to understand like if if my co-host. If I don't say okay, if I don't put my co-host in the position to ask different questions, then I'm going to be talking the entire time, and it's just going to, it's no need for me to have co-hosts. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to have co-hosts because co- some co a lot of co-hosts ask the questions that I wouldn't think about or the other right. person wouldn't think about, and it's like so so the question comes about yeah, so it's it's yeah. like a, it's a it's a whole it's a family of. Of we it's, it becomes a family because at, at that situation I have to trust you to ask this question at the right time. You have to trust me to put you in the position to ask this question. You have to trust me to to talk talk the majority of the time, and again put yourself in that back seat. And then mm-hmm. when it's time to come, when everything is time to come out, it just comes out and it flows beautifully. It's it, I was just about to say the flow. You just have to yes. have like trust in the flow of the conversation. So, so it's not even just the co-host, it's just like with the, the interviewee itself. 
like mm. you know, your, your co-host in the interview like you're just having a conversation with them so you let the the person that's being interviewed talk your co-host asking questions he's following up with questions y'all both talking about the top that you just questioned about like mm-hmm. if there was something interesting that came mm-hmm. up in there yeah so it's just all about flow and like a connection between i guess synergy is <laughs> the yeah. word for that yeah so true and the biggest thing is another like one of my biggest things and it's like one of i, I wouldn't say it's a pet peeve but having chemistry is mm-hmm. like such it's such a major thing it's such a major thing right mm-hmm. I, I like I, I'm, I'm i love basketball i played basketball in high school i watch football but i'm a basketball fanatic right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my my favorite team my, my, the team I root for is the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers. So, mm-hmm. the Sixers are playing at right now. The Sixers are playing the Heat. The first mm-hmm. two games we lost we lost Joel Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. There is you can see that there isn't any chemistry on the on the floor. Without him. Without him. Correct. They last last night they played Joel came back we won. Yeah. With him just being on the floor it's and this is for director, for a host, for for a manager, for a supervisor. This is any any act, any any field. Mm-hmm. When you when everyone sees you as the leader, you have you have to hold yourself accountable to so many situations, right? Because at the end of the day, if I don't hold myself accountable, because I like everybody says, Doc River, Doc is the coach. We get it, but at the end of the day. They were up by twenty, and at the end of that game, Joel has to be has to take accountability. Say, say, okay, coach, we're up, we're up by twenty. I'm just gonna let's let unless they begin to come back, I'm going to sit out until we until I'm needed. Right? That's the accountability measure. I have right. to be accountable on as if I'm hosting, if I'm on set, if I'm on if I'm if I'm working a job, if I'm a supervisor with my with my children. I have to be in a position to say, okay, that was my fault. Okay, I was wrong. You were right. Accountability, yeah. We have to hold ourselves accountable to any situation, that any position that we're in. Um, even in that following position, we, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay, to, it's okay not to know. It's okay to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree. So I just, what are you working on? What's next for you? Um, for me right now, um, I got a few scripts that, that, uh, I have myself that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get to. Um, but right now we, I'm, I'm actually working on a period piece based out of 1945. Um, just a short, we're, we're looking to film hopefully in July, hopefully if everything works out, um, Right now, I'm actually I'm celebrating. Right now, I'm in a, I'm in a celebratory place because three projects that I directed got accepted to the same film festival, the Charlotte Black Film Festival, uh, recently. And right now, I'm in a celebratory mode. I'm I'm in a very happy place because uh, two of which was written and produced by Sheena Foss. Sheena is a great person. So shouts out to yes. Sheena for getting for getting why am I still single. Uh, yep. Selected in the TV TV and web series for category, and also blinded what she wrote and produced, getting selected in the short film category. Wow! Shouts out to Sheena. Thank so you. Shouts out to, thank shout, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, shouts out to Christopher James Green. Um, his 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 project, one of the projects that he wrote uh, and produced, entitled Assumption, was selected in the short film category. So we got got two short films kind of going at each other that I directed. Wow. I, I, I'm 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 happy with the small things because they didn't have to be selected. Out of the short film category, there was over 120 films, and they chose 44. So. Mm. That's that's a to me that's a huge and, and and even in the TV web series I believe there was like 34, 30 between thirty and forty films that was that was in the in the running and only five got selected. So whoa, wow. So I so when that happens to this like that's huge to me because they didn't have to be selected. So. Yeah, even if it's like best director and the film is selected and you weren't the director, like I mean, just having the film that you worked on. Yes, you were a part yeah, of it. You, yeah. you you feel like, yeah, because they like they're acknowledging this film. Like even if you were a background actor, yep. somebody was mm -hmm. looking at this, somebody left it enough to to nominate it. Yeah, right. Huh? Well yeah. said. So there's one more. Uh, one more we got got selected. Um Two Sides of Glory, another film I directed got selected to into the um i only know the initials the i is it the icbff international christian film festival in orlando it got selected to um okay. miss carol miss carol goodson was the writer and producer and that got selected as well um so got that's, four films awesome. out there. that's actually that's awesome. actually out there that's great your name is out there well listen <laughs> It's great. I'm happy for you, Idris. Thank you. Thank you. So how can people stay in touch with you on social media? Um, social media, um, on Instagram, it is Idris underscore Ice. Ice is spelled with two I's, underscore Pearson. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. On Facebook, it is um, Idris Ice Pearson on Facebook as well. On um, Twitter, I don't really use Twitter, but on Twitter, um, it is Idris Ice Pearson as well. Um, I think the I think the handle is Ice Eight Hundred Three. I believe that's the handle on Twitter. Um, but that's where everything is. You can on on YouTube. You can see the short film Forgiveness. My first two short films, uh, Forgiveness and Are You In or Out, on YouTube. Um, the page is COG Entertainment and the number one COG Entertainment One. They all all together. Um, and that way you can watch the first two short films and the trailer to the Serve and Protect, which we are working on. It is still on the editing floor. Um, it's one of those things where we did it as a pet film and it's almost finished. It's just on that little, missing that little something. So one small thing that's missing at the, at the moment that we're finalizing. Um, but it, we are looking to get that in film festivals, hopefully by the end of this year. All right. Idris Pearson, COG Children of God Entertainment. Thank you for being here on the LB Magazine podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for being here on the LB Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson and Lester Green. Please visit our website at www lvmagazinepodcast.com Ciao